Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. All right, episode 21, talking about hiring hijinks. That's what I'm going to call it. How to get the people you need to expand and grow your business. Uh, people are interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, that's to say the least. Uh, so they can be unpredictable. I've created some processes around hiring to try and find the people that are predictable. Uh, it depends what type of person you're hiring for. But I'm going to share some of my best practices. There is a couple of positions we've nailed the hiring practice for, and we can get the people we need. Um, so right now, you know, the current post we have open is custodial and maintenance, which is not a position I've hired before. So we had to look and we had to say, oh, okay, what are the characteristics I'm really looking for? You know, and, and all that fun stuff. And every once in a while, someone follows your process and then like you wonder what happened. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, so we had a fun one back in December. We were hiring for a, a digital marketer. Or no, this was a, a print production person. Um, and they followed our process and there's hoops for them to jump through. Our hiring process is slow and methodical, which tends to annoy some people. Uh, it, it tends to help us weed out crazies every once in a while, but it does, it does take multiple weeks, even when we are moving fast because we'd rather find someone up front and, and weed them out than find it a week after we hired them. So this gentleman, uh, we'll call him Jeff cause that's his name. <laughs> he, uh, he was my lead candidate based on the first two or three steps of the hiring process. And came in December 12th through an email and followed the process and we emailed back and forth and he followed up on the 17th, touching base and asking if there's anything he can do. Um, I responded back a few days later, said he's still in consideration. You know, I told him some things I liked on his resume and that I'd been out a lot of two, uh, past two weeks because I was sick and traveling. Uh, I told him to hang in there and more steps coming because I liked him, so I didn't want him to go anywhere. Uh, the response I got back was, quite interesting it, it lives in the wall of shame file so Jeff's response to that was no thank you I've accepted a different position but hey thanks for the yank which okay by the way I'm happy when people find work I didn't really care about that about five minutes later he must have still been typing must have thumb accidentally hit send five minutes later he sends one actually I think you're full of it Mr. Justin Miller you should be ashamed of a little jacking people around like that I think it might be some kind of game to you Merry Christmas, a-hole. <laughs> Something triggered him. Yeah, so, you know, this this amuses me, one. Uh, it, it's not a game. Like, it's, it's my livelihood and, and business. So mm -hmm. There are some processes, and you're jumping through some hoops. Um, but second, the process worked. <laughs> well, yeah, in the end, Cause it worked. Because he's not here. Because I don't know how long he would have... Uh, Kept the fact he was a, a loose cannon under wraps, but eventually, yeah, it would have come out. Yeah, eventually it would have hit the fan. We, we had some people that get through. If, if refer back to one of our earlier episodes, what to do when crazy enters your company. I think I shared one that worked for us for several months before you just went crazy all of a sudden. So it, it does happen, but in general, we weed most of them out. And there's a couple ways we do that. I'll share you specific tactics here. So the very first thing we do in any job posting is put some sort of red herring in there, which, which tells them, A, how we're going to accept their application, and B, makes them 
do something. Either put a certain subject line in the email, look up a definition of something, perform some sort of act so I knew they read the thing. And uh, this means I don't have to read all the resumes. I only read the ones that actually followed the direction. Hmm? So when we post a job on Indeed, a free job listing, we get hundreds of, quote, applications and resumes through there. Hmm. And Indeed yells at me because I don't even look at them. <laughs> well, our process right in there says, you know, read this whole thing and says, email me at this and send me this information and we'll consider you. Everyone else, would just, I would reject. I, I don't even click the reject thing. It's not worth the time because there's hundreds of them. Same on Facebook. Facebook, I think I even get worse ones. So if you post a job post, a real job post on Facebook, you know, you get all of your applications in and just ignore them all because they didn't follow direction. So hundreds of applications for almost every job we post. Some are, the custodian's not getting that many, but we do have some. Um, and, and the hurdles were different based on level. So if it's a more skilled job or if it's a research-based job, you know, the hurdle's a little more in-depth. If it's a job where that's, it's more labor I might tell you like exactly what to do. You know, just mm-hmm. email me what hours you're available at this address. You know, something different than clicking apply now. And that's, that's all it would take for those. So we have to make sure it's somewhat relevant so we're not just filtering people based on unnecessary bias. But that's step one. So a red herring, don't look at people unless we get that. If you want to take a guess on average out of like 200 applications, how many people follow step one? I bet it's about 20%. Oh, you're way high. Really? <laughs> See, I would have thought it had been... About one out of five. So it's like it's, it, less it's, than 10%? Yeah, it's probably less than 5%. It's, it's a handful wow. out of hundreds. What does that say about the available workforce? Right, and they, and they get mad. Some of these people actually, so another handful will actively follow up. Like they'll call the office and stuff, but they failed to follow the direction in step one, mm-hmm. which they, they get super irritated because they're actually doing what they've been told is the right thing, which is to keep following up. Sure which I'd consider them for a sales job if there was some other proof that they were following direction. But also, I don't want loose cannon salespeople. So um, so that's step one. Step two, we try and find something that assesses their skills. So relevant skill set a little bit. So on the digital side of things, a lot of work with computers, right? They're all Windows computers. So we'll send them a, a Windows skills assessment. And it depends on the position. Actually, let me back up. There's one step before that. Uh, so they sent the email. If this is a job that requires communication with clients um, on the phone, we make them call in and leave a voicemail just reading their email. Mm. Prove that they can communicate verbally. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. You know, I, I tell them some instructions, like no do-overs. Try and make it like you aren't like a recorded or reading yeah. a script. But in general, all I'm looking at is whether you followed the direction and have some basic English skills. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. That's enough to filter Simple. Another few people because they didn't follow up. And we do put deadlines on all this. Okay, so maybe you have two days to do that. So we get through that. We start looking at skills. So digital people, computer skills. We'll send them a Windows skills assessment. So we'll spend like 30 bucks on this. And again, we're down to a handful of people already. So I'll send it through and make sure they have some core level skills. Uh, The company we use for that, by the way, is employtest.com. They have... A myriad of different tests they can do. Um, but that, that tends to work pretty well. Usually what we use that for is by, by the time someone's at this step in the process, um, they'll continue through the process and they'll probably make it to interview. So these, these skills tests are really looking for either someone that just, there's a big red flag and they screw up the skills test. But more likely than not, 
Uh, it's just to help separate candidates when we're in final evaluation. Um, so there's your first three steps. Um, following that, depending upon how high level the job, <coughs> if it's an entry job, we're usually straight into interview at that point. If it's a more skilled job, we will do some more relevant assessments, right? Two or more. But we've already let them know that, you know, you're at step three or four. Step four usually results in an interview. You have a great chance of being hired, you know? So we'll, we'll be blunt with them where they are in the process. Sometimes we'll let them know how many people are in consideration. You know, you're one of three candidates because these are usually good people now. Um, we do want them to continue going through the process. We don't want them to get overly annoyed by it. Um, we also justify the tests. So we'll give them the uh, supporting tidbit of why this test is being used and how it's backed by whatever um, to show that it's relevant to this. Let's see, what other, well, we, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about when we get to the point of talking to someone, what do we do? And then the final hiring document, which is conditional. We'll talk about what conditions to put in there to protect yourself and to weed out your last bad eggs before they're gone. And now, now back to the Profit 911 podcast with your host, Justin Miller. We're back. We're talking about expanding your team with people, how to get the right people on the bus, keep the wrong ones off it. Keep drama to a minimum in the company. Yeah, we can't can't operate with people going crazy. Hey, Jeff's on line two for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't operate with that. It's just complete nonsense. Uh, and, and again, there's there's enough things that legitimately come up that we don't need to add to the crazy. Um, so we talked about using hiring assessments. Uh, we talked about red herrings in the very first post, and the fact that we're probably down to a handful. Maybe even zero candidates at this point. By the way, if there's zero, we just got to be patient. So we're, quote, always hiring, even if we're not. Mm -hmm. um, our job posts have run consistently in some way, shape, or form for nine or ten months now. And we've hired one or two people out of it uh, in a particular position I'm thinking of. Um, now our custodial maintenance position we're hiring, you know, we're going to give them, like, one hoop to jump through, do a background check, bring them in, see if they can do the job. There's, you know, It's hands-on. There's not much more I can do on that one. Um, but we can try and... Make sure that, you know, someone's not going to come in and destroy the place, steal from us, et cetera. All right, so they come in for the interview. Our interviews are very structured. The questions are scripted out ahead of time. Everyone gets the exact same questions um, so that we have a fair basis for comparing people. And also, it, it doesn't matter as much who is doing the interview. Mm -hmm. So not everyone here was hand-selected by me. But you trust that process then so because everyone is asked the same questions, the same process. If you're not involved, you're not worrying about the other hires because you didn't talk to them. Yep. Um, if everyone followed the process after the interviews, we can discuss the process and the candidates and make a decision behind the scenes without me being there. Now, we are small enough that I try and do most of those, but I'll also take myself out of the process if I know someone. So one of our hires about nine months ago, I personally knew they did get through all the hoops, no problem. They got to the point of interview. I, I had someone else on the staff do the interview for that particular position and help make the decision. Um, they did get hired still, so good for them. Um, once they come in for the interview, we go through the structured process. We ask them relevant behavioral-based questions. We have a list of red flags we look for, so if anyone has red flags, they're gone. Showing up late's high on my list. <laughs> 
Um, but people show their true colors up front more often than not. Um, following that, you know, we try and bunch the interviews together to where after the interview, a decision's made pretty quick because that would be a point we don't really want people hanging out. And I don't care if they hang out in the process for three or four months, you know, kind of jumping through the hoops. You know, yes, we're going to lose most of them if they were looking for full time. Um, that's fine. Some of them we get back. So our latest hire was in consideration, was second runner for a, a job nine or ten months ago. Um, we had a similar job just open up, reached out to him because we remembered him, said, hey, you still interested? Let's do a catch-up interview, uh, which is not the structured interview. We already did that. We just want to see what's changed between now and when we last spoke to you and ultimately hired him in. There's only one other candidate, I think, that had jumped through the hoops at that point. Uh, and we didn't need to look further because we knew we liked this one if he was available and situation dictated it. All right, the one piece a lot of people are missing, though, is when you decide to hire someone, you need a written job offer, which explains, again, their their duties, when they're in, how much they're making, and any conditions to the employment. So our employment here is conditional on sign-off on company handbook. Depending upon the position, there might be a non-solicitation agreement or something similar. Um, there is a criminal background check for everyone that works in the building. And there is a drug test that we do here. As an aside to that, uh, 10 years ago, I used to say, I'd, you know, no one would no one take a drug test and fail it because you have to know. Yeah, I've been proven wrong two or three times now. <laughs> Turns out that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have been proven wrong two or three times, which absolutely astounds me. Um, <laughs> one candidate. So now that... The public perception on cannabis is changing, and it is it is legal here in Illinois now. We debated amongst leadership here, should we take that off the drug panel? Should we take it off the screen? So we debated that because we had, we had one gentleman that uh, was working here pending his results and failed, got let go. And other than that, we thought it was a pretty solid candidate. So we, we emailed him back, said we're considering this change. You know, would you still be interested? We got no response, so we never changed our policy now. So, and anyone that fails that in the future can thank him. <laughs> uh, we'll reevaluate when necessary again, or when laws change. But you should have conditions. It should be laid out pretty clearly. You should have start date. Um, there, there should be no question after that offer letter comes. What's going to happen? Should they accept the offer? Uh, if you want a template, email me. I'll send it to you. But I just told you everything that's in it. It's not fancy. It's a single page. Um, just very clear cut. Report to who, when to report to them. Here's how much you're making. Here's your job duties. Here's your hours, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Here's things that may change. So some people miss that. So if, if the job has potential to increase or change hours, it should be spelled out there up front. I don't think people like surprises when it comes to their livelihood. <laughs> no, yeah, nor should they. Um. So we, we try and do that. Also, we have a lot of part-time labor here. Um, so we try and find people that are flexible and we're flexible in return for the part-time staff. It works pretty well. Um, every once in a while, Loose Cannon does get through, even with all those four or five, six steps in the process. Um, every once in a while, we, we have a new position we've never hired for, and we model the process. So the process, in general, all the steps stay the same, but we have to make sure that what we're asking is relevant to the job position. Because I don't really much care someone's interpersonal skills if they're going to be cleaning restrooms. 
True. Uh, nor is it fair to make them prove such. Yeah. <laughs> but that's reflected in the, in the skill set and the pay for the job as well. We also, another option is we hire temp sometime. So we have a category of employment in-house. It's 90-day maximum, which is temp employment. Uh, the pay rate in general is a little higher per hour, uh, knowing that it's you know, just helping us out in a short period of time. If they stay beyond 90 days, we have to present them a formal offer letter and they have to abide by all the same policies that uh, our current staff does as they move category. They, uh, one, one difference is the drug testing, so our attempts do not go through that process. Uh, were they to be offered a lasting permanent position offer, uh, part of that offer would be back to testing again. Uh, let's see if I'm missing anything else. If not, I mean, there's a lot of content here. I don't think I really am. Yeah, every once in a while, crazy still gets through. You have someone that you throw out the fire. That's just people. Uh, <laughs> that's a different set of management skills. We won't talk about that. But if you can eliminate 90% of the bad apples before you come in the door, you save yourself a lot of headache. You keep morale up with the good ones. Uh, as Dave Ramsey says, you know, thoroughbreds don't like to be in the same barn as donkeys. Uh, otherwise, you just end up with a bunch of donkeys. So don't have donkeys in your business. Find yourself some thoroughbreds. If you have some funny stories related to hiring, which maybe weren't funny at the time but are now, share them. I would love to share them with listeners. Uh, and almost everyone that's been in business for any length of time has a story like that. So don't feel bad. Share it. We'll all have a laugh. We'll move on. We'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit Profit911.biz.